Hello everyone and welcome to Artist Date. My name is Pedro Bonato, this is Jana Komarnitska and today is kind of a special episode, I guess. It's sort of like usually in this uh, show we try to talk about our travels, our work together, our creative uh, and, and I don't know, like life struggles and uh, being on the road all the time. And uh, in this episode we want to do something a little bit more practical, maybe a little bit more uh, educational maybe of uh, our uh, like sharing our experience of how we first of all got inspired to and then eventually ended up being able to like basically do full-time travel on our own terms on our own uh, schedule for good and for bad and the things that we are learning along the way that will hopefully be useful for you guys uh, also remember that this uh, podcast this video this podcast is a video this video is also available as a podcast so that you can find on Spotify, you can find on Apple Podcasts, on Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it would be great if you could give a like, subscribe to the channel here, or uh, leave a review on uh, iTunes and all those platforms. It helps to spread the word about it as we're trying to, uh, of course, reach more people that would hopefully find this uh, kind of information useful. So. And uh, the topic that you mentioned that we are going to discuss today, it's kind of one of the most popular questions we receive, like, oh, how, how is it possible that you travel like all the time, uh, how to put it? And now thinking about it, I think the very first episode of Artist Date, we actually started with this, uh, this idea too, this topic, and it was literally the day before uh, our trip to Turkey was uh, we were recording it and releasing so it kind of at this point goes full circle uh, but i feel like today we're gonna go more like on the practical side because in the first episode we did talk but actually if you're really interested in this uh, topic of long-term travel um, and different aspects of it i highly recommend go back to the very first episode of artist date because we talked a lot about it uh, there and uh, let's see like which aspects of it we will bring up today yeah i think the first thing to mention and uh, also since i have lots of stuff to talk about it feel free to interrupt me at any time but uh, so um the idea for this episode was because uh, yeah as yana mentioned sometimes you get the questions or at least uh people were like oh wow you, you guys are able to do this with a certain form of i guess admiration which is kind of funny because usually we were like ah what are we gonna do about this or that so it's kind of interesting to see the let's say instagram version of things or and then uh, real life but um the first thing to keep in mind is the idea of mindset and uh like what kind of a restraints you put on yourself and what you're giving up by having one or other kind of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Of course, if you're a millionaire and you have independence of income from where you live, you can basically do this, right? If you, um, I don't know, if you're a professional athlete, you're sort of you're sort of like tied to a certain schedule of your travel, so it's not like you can travel anytime, anywhere. So we are sometimes bound by our profession, by our... Uh... Yeah, and another example, like even close to our industry, because I am a dancer, a ballet dancer, and a lot of uh, 
my colleagues, they have, their career is not teaching in a dance school, it's teaching a different dance festival. So they travel a lot. They travel way more than us. Like they, some I know people who travel like more than 100 countries already so far in their life, but it's different. It's not a travel by choice and it's not a travel that you can stay, stop and discover the country because for professional reasons, you usually go to events. So it's airport, hotel, event, maybe one or maybe two days extra that you can discover the city and back home. In our case, it's a different style. So we choose the country and we usually go for a long term. So at least a month in that country or whichever like visa allow, uh, allow us. But usually it's at least a month and then even longer and often in one city or maybe several cities in one country. Yeah, and I think the first thing, so about mindset, uh, I would recommend for both practical and mindset reasons, two books. They are related, but uh, they are the ones that originally gave me the itch to uh, have a traveling lifestyle. Uh, and uh, the other one sort of like came when I was also considering it and one refers the other. So the first one is uh, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Um, you should check out Tim Ferriss's uh, other books too and his podcast. But this book specifically, I think it's already like 13, 14 years old. Like I think it's 2007 that he published. And I remember being in a government job in Brazil. Uh, like safe, secure, but uh, in the in the capital of Brasilia, but I was dying inside because it was not, at least to me, it was not a fulfilling uh, job. And uh, I remember him talking about both from a practical point of view and from a, let's say philosophical point of view, uh, many important aspects. So that's the first book. The second book is Vagabonding by Rolf Potts. He also has a cool podcast. He has a new book. He just came out. But it's a very short, very um, like interesting little book that gives a lot of um, ideas but to what the subject, his, uh, uh, the subtitle of the book, which is, so it's Vagabonding, The Art of Long-Term World Travel. And I know that Tim, I learned about this book because Tim Ferriss refers to it in the four hour work week. Um, so these two books, I highly recommend you go check it out. It will be a fast read. It will be fun. If you don't like to read specifically, you can listen to the, to the audiobook versions of it. Highly recommend. Uh, but let's say the main thing that the main topics of both books, right, is this idea of decoupling where you get your money and what you do with your time. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things. And the other thing that is, I think it's more related to uh, vagabonding, I guess, but it's this idea that you're not trying to do Europe in like 15 days or go frantically to, through your um, like vacation. You're actually considering uh, travel as a Oh, like an educational experience, a way to actually experience the place, um, not necessarily as a local, but not as a tourist, right? So it has all this, let's say, um, interesting aspects of travel. And the main one is this idea of separating your time from how you make your money. And also the idea that you can be you don't need to be a super like millionaire to do this kind of stuff. Actually, you can be incredibly poor 
and do this uh, as attested by many people we know and uh, in these books you'll see many examples um, it's a matter of are you tied to a place or are you not yeah and this is not necessarily about like having your own business or anything like that your own project it can be like even uh, if you're employed in the company and I feel especially the last few years it opened in more and more possibilities because after pandemic lockdowns more businesses became open to the idea of online uh, work and first it was necessity because you cannot go to the office with other people in the same room so a lot of people start working remotely from homes now many businesses are back to in-person like services and work I would say not necessarily services but work but still a lot of businesses have this now combination of partially work at home partially some days you go to office and some allow still you to work from home so if you're working from home and if it's online work uh, you're not really restricted geographically specifically to that place you may be restricted in terms of time zones you need to be available during these times but it doesn't really matter if you're working online are you in uh, I don't know Chicago or you're answering that call from I don't know let's say Toronto or from Brazil somewhere from somewhere from Europe and we have some friends too like even known that they work for companies and businesses and even governments but they uh, they focus their work on online stream and they travel and live in different cities in one country or go to another country so it's ongoing it's like you're not going to travel as a vacation as a rest from your job you're basically uh, combining working and traveling mood and here of course comes another layer of like balancing how to make it happen that it's neither work is uh, um, suffering from overexcitement of new place, neither the mood of travel mood and travel bug is uh, spoiled because oh you have to work. So there is also this question, but it is possible because we saw examples of people who they don't have their own business, they are employed, but they still do the lifestyle that we do, and it's definitely not exactly the matter of the question of money because you don't need to be a millionaire i know sometimes uh, from the comments and posts from people uh, like from social media especially it creates impression i always joke like i wish we had some like i wish we had money that people think we have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's much lower budgets than you may think because you're if you never did this kind of travel you're comparing to your experience of your going on vacations and that's a different experience than if you go to travel and work in the long term somewhere and uh, yes there are expenses more than if you just stayed at your home city obviously but they are not necessarily that dramatic or that uh, account breaking yeah and also uh, that's uh, uh, an important point too that um, of course certain things they will cost more money if you want to keep your house your home for example in your uh, country of residency and then go travel you're gonna have to pay for places to stay in two places because yes. you're keeping your spot you're gonna say something yeah I was about to say like but that depends if you own this place in your home country it's slightly different if you're renting place in your home country then it becomes this question of like do you want to pay double rent yeah but uh, most people don't own their yes. houses even if they're like they have a mortgage so so yes. it will take 30 yes, years for them course, to so say course. if you have a lot of money you're set sort of because I know for example I have a few friends which are like depending on certain professions for example if you are a lawyer and you're 
bound. Usually lawyers are licensed to work on specific places, right? So, or if you are a surgeon or if you are like certain professions that let's say are bound to a specific spot, you sort of have to be there to, to yeah, make it course. work. Um, or if you're a teacher in a school, right? So like you have to go there to that place. And, uh, but one point that I think on the, I'm going to refer to the four hour work week and uh, to uh, vagabonding probably many times throughout this podcast, but that's one of the things that they mentioned that for certain things are way cheaper than you think. Uh, if you're not bound to a time-specific uh, like uh, schedule, I have to be at this place, at that place um, at a certain time. And if you are not bound to having stuff at your own house, especially if we're talking to like talking about places that are like uh, North America or Europe or Australia or Japan, places that have let's say high income but high expenses. And we actually like maybe that's that would be useful for people that. Uh, both Jan and I are from what would be considered second, third world countries, from Ukraine and from Brazil. And then we found a way to go to, to Canada, which was a country that is considered first, uh, like first world. And you do make more money in Canada, but you have ridiculously more expenses than most places around the world. So things sort of like balance out. And that's why when we decided to move to Ukraine for a bit and then to be able to travel, our idea was to keep our, let's say, home. We were not still thinking of cutting the, like, cutting the cord and really uh, just be traveling. Uh, but the expenses would be way lower. But even with our current lifestyle, that right now we don't have real home to come back or anything like that. Uh, we only have a deposit, which yes. hopefully at some point we'll get back to. But um, uh, anyway, in terms of home, we don't really have a home, so we don't have double rent. And on one side, what we're using, we're using a very popular usually a service Airbnb where you can mm -hmm. find rent anywhere in the world and you can find not sell a room, there is options for that, but you can find apartments. And here are a couple tips for apartments, actually three tips regarding apartments. If you have an apartment and you stay in for long term, you can cook so you don't need to eat out all the time. And that's a difference And you go to vacations. Either you're paying for expensive hotel that includes already food or you need to go to restaurants all the time. If you are in the apartment, uh, and you have grocery you can just okay sometimes you go out to eat but you can cook at home so that's a regular expense like of local standards then another thing we go on a long-term travel and we often not always but often we typically you look for apartments to rent for a month because for a monthly rent airbnbs give additional very often additional discount so sometimes if you're looking for three week rent it will be more expensive than the full months because for three weeks it will be applied like only weekly let's say discount for 28 and more days it will be monthly discount and sometimes they are very significant but final thing that i want to say specifically about apartment because airbnb it's about travelers they're always targeted for tourists in this country or for, for travelers so they are if you compare prices of local, like how much, let's say, to rent apartment in this country and how much it will be to find to, to rent apartment on Airbnb in that country, Airbnb will be more expensive always than a regular long-term rent in the apartment. So yes, it's overpriced because it's targeted for tourists and travelers in any country. At the same time, 
the fact that you were mentioning because it depends on which countries you want to go and visit because in our case we experienced like it was a shocking to see that even on airbnb which is already sort of overpriced because it's for travelers specifically in certain countries we got gorgeous apartments like literally palaces like big spacious very nice and then we were comparing even to the same Canada that we had experience of living and renting there on as a long term, like rent. The apartments that we got in Airbnb were twice or sometimes three and four times cheaper than some crappy apartment in Canada that you will get on a long term rent and supposedly like for, as a consider a good deal in Canada. So that's all relative, depends where are you from, of course, this last thing that I mentioned and which countries you want to go but do consider it because it may be cheaper actually renting somewhere else as a tourist than what you're renting in your home uh, home country. Yeah and also like about the price like uh, I wouldn't say that uh, Airbnb is overpriced because some marketplace it's like it's more expensive than an unfurnished local apartment yes. for long term. Yes. So you're actually paying for the advantage that it's furnished, that you don't have to worry about uh, bills, you don't have to worry about anything, you just yes. go and you use it. So uh, That's I, a good point too because Airbnb already includes all utilities, internet and if anything to repair they deal with it, not yeah, you. <laughs> it's, uh, and it's different than a long term contract which you usually would have for like renting which is what we decided to 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 do when we left uh, we left our apartment in uh, in Ukraine to to go travel right so um, that's one of the advantages that if you're able especially if you're in North America or if you are like in Europe and you're, you're used to like having certain kinds of expenses you'll be impressed how much cheaper and better quality of life you will have in other places and to be able to go and experience it also like regarding like Airbnb or staying like for a longer time in a certain place like for like a month or so um, sometimes the price of one let's say three days in a fancy hotel will be the price of a month stay in that same place and it's not like you're getting more out of sometimes you are it's a matter of, of, of uh, preference being on a like fancy hotel or, or anything like that but if you want to go to the local grocery meet local people have an actual like space that is like large and, and nice you really don't need to stay in any uh, last time we stayed in hotels were in uh, Cappadocia and that was because we actually they had the, the, the hotels inside the um, inside the caves and everything so and we actually wanted to create content there so uh, I think that was the last and then the time. the practical reason I think we just wanted to use our miles we were collecting a lot of oh, right, miles and it was yes. applying to hotels yeah, so but it was a good coincidence and let, good uh, experience yeah too. <laughs> so I guess let's also talk about this other thing too that is uh, we're going to jump between let's say the mindset and the let's say practical things but I think let's get back to the pra uh, one element of practical life one one element is okay what are you doing to get yeah. money and what are you doing to be able to afford your travels the way most people uh, uh, do 
is they work for a while, then they get the vacations, then they travel during their vacations, right? Or if you work, let's say, as a professor or something like that, there will be certain professions where you are required to travel and then you can combine a little bit of traveling with, uh, like with work. That's one way. What happened, um, I don't know, like probably about 20 years ago or so, like, but this is traveling, uh, like a lifestyle travel is the oldest way that humans have like as hunter-gatherers have had like us being bound to a place is a relatively new thing in human uh life which is why i think we have this wonder lust this idea of like we wanted to travel and to go places and see so uh the practical part is that you have to decouple your the way that you make your money and what you do with your time but especially decouple how you make your money with where you are. Geographically. Geographically, yeah. where you are. So if you're going to have to be at a certain spot to be able to get money, you will uh, have to be there, right? So, or, or you have to accumulate, you have to do a longer plan to accumulate certain funds and get like some sort of passive income or do seasonal work, which is another thing that a lot of people do. They work for, let's say, three, four, five months of the year and they... Um, accumulate enough money so that the rest of the time they're focusing on traveling and not worrying about making money. That's another option that people have. But the main thing is we have this idea of oh, I have to go to a safe, secure job and uh, it's in the end, it's not safe nor secure and sometimes not even fun. So, um, and people usually sometimes don't know that they do have so many options, like according to their um, situation of how to start creating something that will give them uh, like income that is independent of a space. I think in the mindset, the main thing is to switch what you're thinking. Stop thinking about all obstacles and excuses like of why it's not happening. Start thinking about how can I make my specific situation adapt and make it happen if traveling around is really uh, something that calls you because many people just start focusing like oh i cannot do it because of this this and this and this okay but how can you change and that trigger point because sometimes when you even in private conversations start focusing like okay but how can you make it possible people start getting this inside anger like and, and it's triggering but that's the key like once you switch your focus of how to make it possible then you start noticing the ways how to make it possible as long as you just focus on why it's not possible you will only keep notice things that prevent you from doing this so this is in terms of mindset i think it's important yeah and uh, so that's mindset then on a practical level another thing that i wanted to to mention is that uh, the variety of things that you can do, especially with work online, uh, is staggering. Like we can talk about our own, let's say, uh, strategies, which is to, and I'm saying that not necessarily in the point of view of how successful they are, because they will be success. Some will be more successful than others. But what we are aiming for is creation of content and the online teaching where it's not time-based like yes. so that's one of those things that uh we started creating i think it's 2015 was the first time we started creating um online courses right like uh yeah but yeah. back then it was just little trial uh, but yeah yes. I'll, I'll get to that so we just decided to like we created like uh, uh first thing i wanted to do like a dvd i also like, want to hmm. clarify back then 2015 it was nothing about traveling it was not even a horizon it yeah. was just 
Oh, let's try something online video classes. Yeah, so the, the, I'm, I'm, I'm going okay. to get to that. My, my okay. point is, um, we started a side business in Canada, 2015 or so, creating this as experiments, basically, like a little, like you wanted to do this was back when there were DVDs. DVDs don't yes. exist anymore. <laughs> so like it was like 40 minute like class. Uh, and then um, we created like a, a rhythms in the, in like a dancing like a course, and then we created the Turkish Roma course. And then they started appearing over the years, started appearing a lot of online platforms for uh, online, for online teaching, right? And the, this this idea was like you buy a course. It's basically as if you buy a DVD. Again, that's an idea that is was that's where I came up with was on uh, the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss that he was talking about one of the best things that you can create in terms of like a, he called a muse, which was let's say a sort source of uh, income generating uh, like product or service that can decouple you from time and space. But in this case, we're saying one of the easiest things to do and one of the most difficult things to copy was actually educational content. And he was talking about this idea, like the example he uses in the book, is let's say you are a rock climber and you do yoga. How about doing a course about rock climb, uh, yoga for rock climbers, something that you, you scratch your own niche or things that you know. Yeah, and the comment that you said, like the most difficult to copy, not in terms of pirating and putting it online or reselling, but in terms of other person coming and trying to teach the same. It's difficult because if you create some physical product in the one-to-one, some other company may create another product just like this or copy it and then try to sell. This teaching, it's it's always like you, like your class will be only yours. Someone will may want to try to copy the content, but it still will be them on camera, let's say. Uh, or if they try to rip and resell, it's still you on the camera. So in this sense, uh, like yes, most difficult to copy. Yeah, so uh, as Jana was like mentioning, when we came up with these ideas for courses, it was still not like uh, necessarily, it was sort of like, okay, let's try to do this and have this as like a extra income that would come and then slowly when uh, when uh, uh, like we came up with the idea of the Yana Dance Club that is Yana's like teaching platform for um, like for, for dancers that sort of took off in a better way. Huh? But that platform was already it was we came up with it because we already wanted to travel because yes. the first course it was just a trial because I was not even much teaching back then I was more performing like doing dance performances that was my fa- main thing and it was just a trial so we did a couple of courses and then the each to travel came more from psychological things like what we do with our life <laughs> etc for both of us and just coincided and then it was a very quick for us switch that it was very I think one or two conversations and when decided to give our landlord a two months notice that we live in an apartment and then in two months we were out of, of country and that's during those two months we really start pushing hard and thinking how we can make it from practical point of view and that's when the idea of really going into online education which started with a re- regular patreon channel and in a few months it evolved and we launched the Yana Dance Club, which is an actual platform, actual website that is our main project right now. Yeah, about that, like you mentioned that it took about two months to do stuff, but it, it 
like it took like say a long time to happen suddenly because both you and I were thinking considering like and dreaming of the idea of actually going to travel long term for for a long time but, but two months it was a moment before between decision and execution yes say. <laughs> yes and uh, so the first thing to consider is uh, what kind of work you can do that um, will allow you to travel right and so the main thing is that whatever you do is it has to be something that you don't need to be tied to a specific place we keep coming back to it and you would be surprised how many things we just do them on that spot because that's what we uh, are used to because that you move into city then you start working on that city just to give you an example of uh, I haven't seen, I've seen a few, like we have a few friends that are musicians, for example, that actually have online schools too, like that, uh, like uh, Rocky, um, American drummer that lives in, uh, like used to live in Istanbul, I think now she's in uh, Israel. She has um, like courses that she sells online and that uh, about drumming, the same drum that I play, and she's able to sustain like a nice lifestyle, like doing what she wants. And uh, just as one example of someone that um, was able to do, make this work. And I've seen that for like, I have a lot of friends, for example, in Canada that were like in my band or like my musician friends, and they would go and teach. And it was a live class with a live student on their house or in their studio or, or somewhere. And one of the things that I was mentioning to them was like, well, basically the same thing with dance. You can do that with, um, you can do that with, uh, with music. You can create a course and try to put it out there. Um, and that leads to, I'm using this specific example just as um, an element of the next element of resistance about this kind of thing is that, oh, but I'm not good with marketing, I don't want to sell. Because whenever you have, if you start, let's say, teaching or doing certain things that you are not an employee, you are actually like, a, in a way, a business owner, even if it is a self-employed kind of business, you will still have to do a lot of work that is not just your uh, like just teaching. You'll have to promote the thing. You have to have like admin. Uh, you have to have a lot of things. And there is a lot of people. Ah, it's too much work. I won't do it. But then you're miserable doing your thing. I'm not saying that everybody's miserable doing that thing. But it's like there is a certain uh, and we all have this a resistance to change and resistance to uh, sacrificing certain things to achieving other things. And I also want to add, so it doesn't create impression that the only way to do this lifestyle and get income is about teaching. There are many mm. professions that you can do online as a freelancer, like design work, or copywriting, translations, uh, translations. Yes, also, uh, there, there is a bunch, and this is just a few obvious ones. But uh, each profession will have certain sector of uh, how you can make it online and find your own format because for me even before traveling like Pedro kept talking about like online classes for a long time oh let's do online let's do online let's do online and I always felt so much resistance to it like I was like I don't want and not because of technology that I didn't have a problem but it was for me online classes were associated with Skype classes or later Zoom classes that oh it's still 
schedule i need to show up on this time uh, and i was thinking about it always like as a like you know main thing like not just as some little side thing but it was like i don't want to transition to that because i was doing performances and although i was enjoying it a lot but one of the things that i was like okay if i move forward i don't want to tie my income to the specific like time spending because for performances you do need to show up specific time specific schedule like you cannot really move it you have a commitment and it's okay to have commitments but if it's only about that like your entire job for some people like for instance for me it, it became like Ah, it's something I don't want to enjoy. And then he was talking every time about online classes. Again, my mind association was because my mindset was also resistant to change and obvious thing that it was seen like, oh, but it's again will be the schedule and then you need to show up. And especially in the beginning when you, it's very new, you don't really have much feedback, much students online. Uh, like for classes or even for free classes when you do promotion like you kind of feel like what's the point and I'm wasting my time and it's still something that I, I really personally for me it's not for all people personally for me this being tied to a specific like schedule or commitment on a regular basis it was very overwhelming until we came up with a format like okay it doesn't need to be online classes in what people back then was considering online classes it can be pre-recorded but still online classes and it works for me really nicely with my psychology and there are actually a lot of benefits for students and that's how we Dance club came and now i'm thinking about it like i'm way less resistant to the idea of actual traditional online classes it's a little bit more complicated with our lifestyle, but it's a different subject. But as long as it's not like the main one, we were considering, oh, maybe in some variations to add some elements of from time to time. But the main thing would for you is the key is to try to think how you can adapt your profession, which element of your profession you can transfer online and specifically in the format that will work for you. For some people, it will work with the schedule. Let's say you have three appointments of whatever you're doing, like teaching, consultation or some work or three projects per week or per day or whatever it is for you. And then rest of the day, let's say it's on your own, but you have this time commitment. For some of you, it's more like, no, I want free flow. Like, let's say I have assignment for a project. I have deadline in a week, but what I do within this week and when and how I do it, it's on my own. So again, think about opportunities of how you can adapt your profession to, to fit this more free, uh, geographically free also and as much time free or schedule free uh, lifestyle as possible yeah and uh, one other let's say practical thing for people to consider so as Yana said uh, we are using the example of like teaching online and maybe content creation too but again it's just an example because it's our experience uh, there are thousands of paths there are like for, for example some people and then there's a bunch of books that you can um, uh, like see about business to see business opportunities some people that work like I'm create a product and I sell online and there is drop shipping there is all sorts of things that people can do there is some people actually uh, have let's say if you have properties and then you let's say if you rent out your house like if you have a home already um, and one other thing to in terms of resistance to mention we don't have kids yet but we know people that travel full-time with kids so and there are all sorts of worlds of uh, cultures and people that do exactly what you think is impossible 
and they're not that smart. So it's all a matter of what you're used to. Now, one element that I think would be important for both people that live in countries where, uh, let's say, the possibility of doing business is more restricted, or the ones that are maybe not restricted, but you need to be there. So again, this will, again, this is not financial advice, but it's something that we learned as we were um, like having businesses in Canada, and then um, we did a, like a few consultations to see what we're going to do business-wise that would make sense for us. This is not financial advice, is not, but it's ideas for you to consider, and I'm very passionate about it because. Me coming from Brazil, Yana coming from Ukraine, us living in Canada, even having some stuff in the US sometimes, it's incredible the difficulty in certain countries to have businesses. Yeah. When I moved from Brazil to Canada, I saw, oh my God, in $50, go to the uh, city hall and you have a business. And it's so much easier than in Brazil. Now Brazil is getting a little bit easier, but it's still the tax, taxes that you have to pay are incredible. For online stuff, it's difficult to accept credit cards. It's, it's a mess. It's getting better, but it's still a mess. In Ukraine, when you move there, I was like, there's so many talented people here and uh, um, that are doing very cool businesses, but they are bound to the location because it's difficult to create a business to sell things um, abroad. Unless you mean, like, you're at a certain level. They're bound to do national business and yes. it's very difficult to get international for, for shipping or even accepting payments. Yes. And especially a few years ago, like, I mean, now it's, it's a different story yes. too, but uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, my, so my point is I'm very passionate about sharing this part of the, of the story with people because like stuff we didn't know and then suddenly we figured out by chance also like that certain things were possible. And what, I'm, what, what I mean to say is this, let's say that in your country, it's difficult to accept international payments or to have a company. For example, sometimes it's very difficult and very costly to create a company in your name. Uh, sometimes you have all sorts of legal and um, compliance uh, situations that you need to do. And again, I'm not giving advice to you in terms of every person's situation will be, will be different, but it is possible for about 500 bucks, 500 US dollars to have, for example, a US-based company if you are not a US citizen, for example, or resident. Again, there will be a lot of little legalities and details about this, but, for, business, yeah, but for online work where you are not a citizen of a specific country, to have a company in the US where you can actually accept credit cards, accept um, People, with low like in stuff. low rates, like in Brazil, it's absurd the amount that uh, you have to pay for the credit card processing fees. Uh, in Ukraine, it's I mean now with the war it's different, but like before, it was literally impossible for them to actually even have not impossible, very difficult to have those services. Uh, and um, there are companies. There is the one that we used that uh, they create companies in the U.S where you don't need to pay taxes in the US unless you have employees there, there's sorts of like little details. But if you want to work online and have a US-based company, it's very easy to do. And you may think that 500 bucks is a lot of money, and it is, but if you're considering the, even sometimes even in other countries, the amount of money you need to actually have to actually open businesses is very difficult. Is very difficult. And in this, let's say, digital nomad, uh, kind of lifestyle, there's something that emerged, I think, specifically from the work of Tim Ferriss. Um, 
you can have companies in Estonia, yeah. in Georgia, in uh, other countries that are, let's say, in a way, tax havens, but they're trying to have developed businesses linked to their own countries. And uh, so there is a competition between countries to get your business. And um, that's something that you can look into very easily. And uh, if people are interested, if you listen so far and the messages will send you like we'll put up uh, links to where you can find these things. But if you put Digital Nomad Company US LLC, which is a limited liability company, you will find that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's also like a couple of practical things like if you consider this, um, this can ease a lot of uh, uh, processing uh, um, elements in the company of like how to accept payments, how to put on systems, like where to have accounts, all that stuff and can enable you to travel more free so you're not bound or restricted with the rules in your own country. This may sound actually very strange to someone who may be uh, from, let's say, the same Canada or US because in those countries it's ridiculously easy <laughs> to open business and you don't really even think, like, you may surprise, like, what we're talking about. But uh, in again, most other countries is very different. In this case, your problem is solved. But for many other countries, it is a real like issue. And on the practical level, you still need to pay attention and research uh, which country to choose as opening your business. And sometimes not only the country, but specifically, like, let's say, uh, province or state. Uh, and all this information is available online on the internet. But you need to pay attention to your own country rules to understand how your taxation is if you have income let's say from somewhere else you also need to understand and pay attention where are your clients because okay sometimes it's online business so it's like let's say educational worldwide but some of your professions they supply specific let's say physical products or very specific like services on spots uh, of some kind and your clients may be in different countries or different regions of this country that you consider opening company at so that will also influence uh, the rules of how you open company or what is the fees or taxes in that company for you so that's something for you just a checkpoints if you get into that like pay attention to that and of course the question if you have employees because some of you may be not self-employed necessarily. You may have some assistance or contract. And the contractors is different, but specifically employees. And if this, those employees are from that country, so then the taxation and the rules of which kind of companies at LLC or any other company uh, depends on the country, it may be different too. But it is a tool of um, going... Why is it important? Because when you... Uh, travel internationally a lot, live like have this long-term travel lifestyle it is uh, very beneficial to not be restricted to your customers also from only specific countries so you kind of will need to deal from perspective of your own citizenship or your own company with the idea of having your business more international so you have more open space and variety of uh, um, let's say potential clients uh, so that it makes easier for you to to make money and this we are talking more on a sidetrack of if you go through the path of creating your own business to come up with this lifestyle if you're a contractor if you are providing like you know based 
on the project services to different clients, it will be different for you. If you're employed for a specific company, also this question is solved for you. But if you are having some sort of business or you're thinking about opening business, it's a good idea actually regardless if you're traveling or not <laughs> to consider and see even if you decide to live on a regular basis in your home city, but considering this option of opening companies somewhere else, not necessarily in your own country, uh, considering all these nuances because it opens up doors a lot. And this is the topic which is very or close connected and I think it became developing even more and more with this idea of digital nomads it's like the I guess like we are digital nomads it's mm -hmm. the people who basically do uh, work and um, uh, live uh, from online stuff but as a nomads they travel and, and they're not restricted geographically to this or that specific uh, country and these kind of questions and problems they kind of became more popular and more known although they existed for a long time it's not something completely yeah new. the what's different now is first of all the amount of people being able to do this how much the because of the internet the and the tools for like receiving payments and uh, like the shift in businesses um, and also the ease of uh, international travel also got uh, like made a possible that it's not the ultra-rich, ultra-millionaire, ultra-successful for that matter that they're able to do this kind of stuff and um, and so, yeah, like it's basically the city of digital nomads. You have your own work online. There will be all sorts of versions of this and you're not bound to a place, which does not mean that you're traveling all the time. That's another thing too. Like uh, we even feel that way. It's like, oh, but we actually haven't traveled that much like uh, <laughs> to what we were thinking that we would be doing. But then you end up like extending your stay in a certain place until you actually do all the things you wanted to do on that place and then you choose the next one and uh, there are many ways of choosing places to yeah. to go that's actually kind of a fun um, uh, a fun thing to 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 consider but again so in terms of practical things just to recap it is the first thing see how you can untie where you are to how you make money Take away your resistance to certain things. Consider that it's a, you're learning how to do that thing that you need to do. Oh, I got stuck on this element. Okay, then you have to learn how to do that element. Learn to be a little bit more entrepreneurial. Even if you are an employee on a company, unless they have already set up everything for you of, how, of where to go and travel, you're going to have to do a lot of the legwork. So that uh, entrepreneurial um, muscle will have to be developed and know that there are options to opening up companies in a lot of countries around the world. I'm going to mention these, which is the United States, Estonia, uh, Georgia, Ireland has something too, Malta. There's all sorts of places that uh, welcome uh, international businesses. They're very easy and like somewhat cheap to set up and if you are in a very let's say repressive country that does not allow you to do business properly consider doing uh, opening up a company even if it is for a business that will exist when you leave your home country as a base and uh just one note like when you go on a long-term travel and you mentioned that you're not traveling all the time 
it also I think depends on the mindset because we are not doing classical vagabonding like we have more than just one backpack <laughs> let's say there are people who do that for like one two three five years they just have like one two backpacks and they keep going and staying like for two three days here and then there we are doing adaptation we usually going for longer like we are trying to have like one no but vagabonding months. people stay months too it's yeah I, I know you but know. it's still like we are not doing classical vagabonding I don't know if there is classical but, uh, <laughs> or old style like traditional vagabonding mm-hmm. the idea because people have association with vagabonding as a person with a backpack with a backpacker yeah. no no but no, no. That's not what we are doing, but the, uh, it also depends on the mindset. Like some people are really like, they have like this nonstop source of energy. Let's go explore, explore, explore. Like personally for me and what we have set up so far, we have periods and it's like really hardcore exploration. Let's go there, 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 there. And also for us content creation. And there are periods that we just want to take one, sometimes two months. Like, no, let's be in this city. I just want to have a gym close by. Uh, nowhere is my grocery. And maybe once or twice go to the city center to check it out. And that's it. And I want for a month like, to focus on like computer stuff, training, workouts, uh, and something like that. So it's still like, and the benefit of this Lifestyle, you can decide on this. And it's not only tied to the vacation time, because that's your vacations typically. One, two weeks, you go crazy, and then you need to rest after your vacations. <laughs> that's very typical for many people. In this case, it's a little bit more re- re- relaxed in terms of exploration, because still, you decide on your own time how much you want to dedicate to that phase, and you see which and how much time you want to dedicate later for more like routine let's say lifestyle and then you have an each like okay let's go for more active exploration again and then all this can be also set up through different cities and different countries so that's the freedom of having uh, that choice i mean of course in terms of like uh individual specific circumstances and situations but still it's a lot of freedom like you don't have to wait only for two weeks in the summer or at some point in the spring to go for vacation because your boss allowed you you kind of combine and you try to find the balance between work and travel lifestyle Uh, so lastly i think it would be cool to to mention, let's say that, as I mentioned, that I think it was it's Thomas Sowell, the, um, he is an economist, that he says that uh, everything is trade-offs. I'm, I'm butchering the quote. It's very much more elegant and nice, but it's like, uh, uh, there's always like pros and cons, and no matter what you do, like if you're going to use a certain resource, which is your time, your mind, your attention, in one thing, you are collapsing the manifold of other things that could be happening, right? And so um, there's always sacrifices to different lifestyles, different, um, let's say, uh, goals, different visions. They will like narrow whatever um, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow you're going to get. So I think it would be interesting to mention a couple of things that I think we noticed as we were traveling. And I think this changes not only from person to person, but from time to time, Mm. right? The first thing is, uh, it will always depend on your personality. But some people are more quiet, introverted, and they don't have, let's say, many friends. Then when they travel, it will be one kind of experience. Uh, for other people, for example, for me, that I'm very outgoing, I like to have people around. And one thing I noticed 
as we started this traveling uh, lifestyle was that I actually missed my regular friends, right? So like having, I love meeting new people. I get a lot of energy from meeting people, uh, but I do miss having long term, let's say relationships with people and having those experiences throughout the seasons with those people. Like I do miss that. Uh, one thing that we noticed that uh, we also missed, I think this is for both of us, we missed home, like having like a spot with our stuff. And as we travel, we start gathering a lot of stuff that is to, for our uh, place to go. So it, it just notice, that, but this is something that happens everywhere all the time that people are always, we always have this thing that you're trying to escape whatever situation we're, we're in, or we think that another thing, the grass is always greener, right? The that, that other situation will be absolutely ideal and better than what I have. And sometimes that's true, sometimes that's not. So even people that are really bound to a specific place and they travel from time to time and they're very content with that, they will have a version of heaven that will be very different than the person next to them that is in a crappy situation, even though their situation is exactly the same. Right. Same thing with travel. Like uh, we have these experiences of like not being tied to a certain schedule or to let's say go boom, boom, boom and do certain things. We can go and feel and feel and explore and see and learn um, and reflect on the place as we are in the place, which to me was a very useful thing. So there will be these uh, little tragedies and personal like situations that will be something that you'll have to balance. And I think that's the other thing that would be interesting for people to maybe on their path to starting to travel if they want, is just try it out. Yeah, it's also the uh, mindset and evolution of your mindset. So definitely the time periods. And it's not about like lifestyle, like, you know, once and forever. Like, no, it's a chapter of life. And mm -hmm. who knows how long it will last? Probably not forever. Like we are right now at the point that we kind of miss the home. But I also want to mention that it even more stress emphasized uh, because there are certain situations that you have to travel not because of your own choice yes. or be somewhere and not of your own choice. It's a very, very different than when you decide to travel on your own or as your own decision. So we sort of experienced both of yeah. situations in the last few years. And you can go back to the previous episodes to understand what I'm talking about. But um, right now we are in the situation that we kind of not like miss necessarily home, but we start dreaming about the spot that we will call like our home and we can come back to it. So it's not to stop traveling. It's more like still have sec next chapter evolution that it still will be traveling, but also with some home base. And I also think it's kind of not necessarily even as a like trying to escape what you have right now but i see it as inspired by our current trials because as we go through different countries and different cities and different mm -hmm. experiences you start seeing the things and not only collecting and gathering like we have a little collection of lamps from the different places etc but it's getting like oh i want to have some place that i want to put it out there and exist and it kind of a celebration of all the travels that we did that it mm -hmm. will be all that crazy mix of different like cultures and ideas and sometimes you go to a partner like I like this kitchen I, I, I want the table in my kitchen like this too or like the bedroom or 
some like decoration of the house that you pass by like oh in this like city in this district they have like houses like this i want this element too like you know so it's it's not necessarily for me as an escape from what we have right now it's more like inspiration mm-hmm. like of like oh as we are traveling we are collecting dreams about our own spot and of course it will be our ideal spot because it will be like ours it's like in the how you imagine like that's what i would love to live but it's also for me not about stopping traveling i'm not for no for sure at the point that i want to sort of like stop and settle but it would be nice even right now like we have all the stuff and we don't have that much stuff but we do have some stuff that we collected, like little items. It's nothing about furniture or anything. Like we actually don't own anywhere any furniture. We only have like some lamps and I one chair. A chair. chair. <laughs> 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 uh, little foldable chair. Yeah. Uh, but it's like imagining those things, putting them out, and not just having them for now in boxing in like the storage, yeah? uh, little storage that we have, but having them been alive uh, and not like stored like you know how uh, old generation very often young maybe now too but old especially when you give some gift like i don't know like the set of glasses or cups or plates they put it in the shell like oh it's for special occasion and it stays there forever like it's more about like no let's put out and use those things so for me it's more about this idea of home it's like it's being built as we travel. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's, uh, it, that's actually a very cool point that sometimes you consider the things that you don't have or that you wish you had and you can change your mindset of I'm in the process of getting it. And that's part of the thing. That's, yeah. a, that's a cool <laughs> thing. So uh, I guess that's a good point to, to, to stop. That's inspired talk <laughs> by Yana. So again, hopefully you found this interesting, found this useful. If you have questions about uh, like long-term world travel, if you have uh, any specific questions, like more specific about uh, your situation, we're happy to, to um, talk about it in another episode. You can find information about this show or at uh, both our websites, but uh, it's, ho- it's hosted at uh, yanadance.com slash uh, artistdate. You can also find that on pedrobonato.com slash artistdate. You can send us messages, you can find on our social media presence, you can follow us there to see what uh, we are doing. Uh, and where exactly we are right now. Yes, <laughs> and um, uh, we hope you found this interesting. Again, like, subscribe, do all that. Like, uh, it helps us out. And um, I guess until next time, this has been Artist Date. <laughs>